0: Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Nyongo Master Podcast. I'm your host Azra, and welcome to the first episode of this new season. We're at season 7 already, that's mad! We're making this season a shorter one, just a month long with about 9 episodes, and the topic for this season, as you can already guess from the title, is... Festivals. We actually have an episode on the top 4 culturally significant festivals in Japan, back in season 1, episode 2, and that was a huge hit. So, we decided... Why not have a whole short season just for this festive topic? Festivals take up a significant chunk of the Japanese culture and while there are hundreds of thousands of them throughout the year, each one plays a very important role, whether it's within the neighbourhood, city, prefecture or nationwide. Now, I won't be spoiling much in just the intro alone, so you have to listen on to know all there is to know about Japanese festivals. Our first episode introduces the Matsuri, the part they play in Japanese culture and what they represent we have sprinkled some unique and useful Japanese words along the way, too. So, without further ado, let's dive into our new season head-on! The word for festival in Japanese is Matsuri. Remember this word, as it will be used throughout the season pretty regularly. So, what is a Matsuri? The etymology of the word itself is actually enshrined, which gives us a better understanding of what Japanese festivals are all about. Now, the oldest matsuri appeared in the 8th century, during the Nara period. It's still in practice to this day, since the year 752, and it's called Omizutori. Also known as Shunie, the matsuri is held in the first two weeks of March and believed to purify and enhance prosperity in the country. Some say spring can't start without this ceremony. Nowadays, there are more than 300,000 festivals all year round, and that's not inclusive of rituals at Shinto shrines and Buddhist temples, as well as others in individual homes. Some people believe that there are as many festivals as there are gods. The main purpose of Matsuri is to show thanks to Kami, God for nature, for life, and for growth in a community. The Japanese believe that God dwells in everything, as said 8 million gods, or yao yorozu no kami in Japanese, which idiomatically expresses uncountable gods or all-around gods. They believe that gods inhabit every part of the world, the sea, the mountains, the rivers, even the kitchen in your home and the roadside boulders. Sometimes, creatures like big snakes and lions are held in awe as spirits, in cases where Shinto gods and Buddha are venerated together. As time passes by, Matsuri becomes more and more common practice with not-religious connotations. With no religious connotations, some festivals are. Reg- some festivals are regional, revitalizations draw from the seasons. Others are festivals originating from a foreign nation. We'll talk about that in a later bit. Anyway, regardless of the reason of the Matsuri, the Japanese love a good festival to explode their energy and go batshit crazy. Here's a quick vocab recap. Matsuri. Festival. Kami. God. yao Yorozu no Kami. 8 million gods. Matsuri vary quite a bit from each other. Each one is unique and distinguishes itself from others. They all have varying history, rituals, and even dances. The thing is though, even with all these differences, they also have some similarities. The first thing is... Food. You won't find a Matsuri that doesn't sell food and drinks, oftentimes in small stalls called yatai. It's kind of like selling food is part of the Matsuri ritual itself. But anyway, these snacks are the ultimate Japanese street food, usually costing just a couple of hundred yens, and often munched on is to continue walking around the event area. Don't expect seats around, there's usually none. Another common aspect of Japanese matsuri is the mikoshi, which refers to the portable miniature shrine that's often the centre of attention of the ceremony. Remember how we said that matsuri are often associated with religious practices? Well, this is one of the practices. The mikoshi is usually used like a vehicle to transport the god or deity from one shrine to another, or to another location in the area. This tradition is believed to absorb the... to mean injury and disaster of the area, as well as to purify and hear the prayers of the people. Now, the mikoshi is one heavy object. Those wearing the mikoshi would wear a costume called hanten or happi, a type of traditional wear, but only worn during festivals. Hundreds of kilograms are carried on the shoulders of these strong souls. And Japan is still a traditional country in some aspect. This is one of them, so this kind of thing contributes to the formation of local communities. Speaking of traditional wear, there's one that's pretty common for summer festivals. Wearing the yukata to a festival, regardless of what kind of festival it is, is another common aspect of matsuri. A yukata is a light kimono, usually made of cotton. And if you don't know what a kimono is, well, it's a Japanese traditional wear. Anyway, another common aspect of matsuri nationwide is the taikodai, to mean the floats that go around with the mikoshi. These floats are kind of show-offy, in the sense where they're really in this sense where they're really eye-catching, with all their colours and decoration. There are acts and performances on these floats, and also alongside them, which entertains the watchers of the festival. These taikodai are even more heavy than the mikoshi, so no one's carrying them. They have wheels, but still man-powered, pushed or pulled by people. Another name for these floats are mobile mountains, because they were made to imitate the structure of mountains. So these floats are accompanying the deity or god, and it's believed that god descended on the rock and the tree of the mountain. Now, these similarities are not a hard and fast rule. Some types of festivals don't have floats or portable shrines, like cultural festivals in schools, and some festivals for kids. But most matsuris do. So, if you're interested in mixing them for yourself, you're in luck. Here's a quick vocab recap. Yatai Small food stalls Ayoku Injury Mikoshi Portable shrine Kimono Literally translates to thing to wear but it refers to Japanese traditional wear. Yukata, light summer kimono, taikodai, floats, can also be called dashi. By the way, if you haven't checked out our official website yet, why not give it a browse? At Nihongo Master, we offer efficient Japanese lessons that are quick, easy, and fun for Japanese language learners of all levels, from beginners to advanced. Our smart tools will assist you in areas where you need a little bit of a push and congratulate you on the ones you've aced. With a community of over 50,000 Japanese students, you're not alone on your learning journey. Make new friends and improve together with our point system, collecting points as you go along. Ask away any questions you have on our group discussion pages. There's sure to be others as well as our Japanese instructors that are quick to answer. You can also take Nihongo Master with you on the go and learn Japanese as you trot the globe. Practical, right? I mean, with 300,000 matsuris, it's got to be different categories. Yep, of course. Now, we'll go into a few of the main types of matsuri in our future episodes in detail, but for now I'm going to just give a quick overview of the types of matsuri. But hold on, we have to touch on the topic of seasons. The seasons are a big deal in Japan, which greatly affects the type of matsuri you get. With the change, people use them as a way to ask the gods for help. Haru, spring, matsuri are to pray for success in farming and fishing. Natsu, summer matsuri are to pray for health since back in the day, epidemic used to be common. And some summer festivals are also to welcome the spirits of the ancestors. Aki autumn matsuri are to thank God for blessings. And Fuyu, winter matsuri is to express gratitude for a year free of misfortune and to wish for a good new year. Seasonal matsuri will be a recurring topic in the future episodes actually. So, within these seasonal matsuri, you might actually be able to categorise it further. The one we talked about having Mikoshi and Taikodai are very much in the category of Artisanal expertise on display. These portable shrines and floats are often decorated extravagantly, along with people in costumes and glamorous makeup and hair. In Gion Matsuri in Kyoto, there's even a competition between districts on whose float is the best. Also in Kyoto prefecture is Aoi Festival, one dating back to the 6th century, where the parade brings back to life the clothes, cosmetics and hairstyles of aristocrats in those days. Another significant type of Japanese festival is those that boast comradeship and community. People are connected to one another through common roots while still offering individual source of strength. The Tug War Festival, or Tsunahiki Matsuri, is a pretty good example. I mean, it's pretty straightforward, but the line that you're tugging is not a thin rope, but a huge one that imitates a python or dragon. We'll get into that in another episode. Oh, and there's also School Undo Sports Festival that boasts similar comradeship. They start young. Another type of Matsuri is those that seem life, seikatsu, and nature, shizen, together. Japan is blessed with abundance of nature and harvest, from both sea and land. Some Matsuri are all about showing gratitude to this blessing. One is the Naha Hairei Dragon Boat Races in Okinawa. This water-themed festival is all about expressing hope for maritime safety and good catch for fishing. And last but not least, Japan has festivals that are solely for respecting the sosen, ancestors, and community, because not all festivals need to be boisterous affairs. Some are just to show solemn reverence, carry on traditional customs and rituals of gratitude, and esteem for the ancestors who have departed. A good example is the Kamakura Festival in Akita, where snow huts shelter small altars for the god of water. All festivals in Japan, no matter how big or small, can be classified into one of these categories. Here's a quick vocab recap. Haru, spring. Natsu, summer. Aki, autumn. Puyu, winter. Undo, sports. Sekatsu, life. Shizen, nature. Sosen, ancestors. So, as you can see, there are tons of festivals of various types in Japan. All of them with their own significance. Look out for our future episodes where we zoom into different categories of Matsuri. What Matsuri do you already know? Or have been to? Let us know by commenting on social media platforms. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Also, head over to the Nihongo Master blog if you're interested in reading out on topics like these some more. And if you're keen on picking up some more Japanese for yourself, pop onto our official website, nihongomaster.com, to learn more. While you're at it, why not get yourself a subscription? Get a head start on your Nihongo journey with Nihongo Master. Thank you so much for listening in. Join me in the next one. We'll be walking down the avenue of Japan's rich Matsuri culture. Matane!